Welcome to the IVF Journey with Dr. Michael Chapman, the podcast for couples who struggle with infertility and want to fulfill their dreams of becoming parents. To access previous episodes packed with ideas, solutions, and tips that actually work, head over to Dr. Chapman's IVF podcast on iTunes. You can also ask questions by contacting Dr. Chapman's rooms on 1-800-111-483 or by emailing him michael.chapman at ivf.com.au. Hi, this is Professor Chapman. Recently we've been doing some Facebook Live sessions where I've been answering questions from the listeners and participants. What you're about to hear now is some audio of those segments and I hope they'll be useful for you. So Prof, there's an article that was written in Medical Dialogues and it says about one in every five women become pregnant naturally after having a baby conceived with IVF. Would you like to share your thoughts on that? Yeah. IVF is an intervention that can bring forward the possibility of a pregnancy when sperm is actually normal, fallopian tubes are open and eggs are made. IVF is increasingly being used in what we call unexplained infertility. If we were more patient with those patients, they probably would have got pregnant spontaneously. We know that the background weight of conception when everything is normal in a woman who is under 38, the the success rates go something like this. In the first three or four months of trying, that couple have about a 15% per cycle chance of a pregnancy. That's one in six. It's the equivalent of rolling a dice. And what you're doing is looking for the six. And we all, we've all rolled dices in preparation for our Monopoly game or whatever, and we don't get sixes because that's what random chance does. And it is random chance that's involved in fertility. By six months, that one in six has become uh, more like one in 10. So 10% chance each time somebody tries to conceive when everything is normal. If we then go out to 12 months, the success rate per cycle is probably nearer seven or eight percent per month. So after 12 months, which is when we say to people, yes, you're infertile, that's the definition, 12 months of trying, it means that 90% of couples should have got pregnant in that time. What happens to the other 10% where everything is normal? Tubes open, eggs there, sperm good. If we watch them for another 12 months, and in the old days we used to be much more conservative and and just kept waiting, half of those women who are left in that last 10% will get pregnant on their own. It's not totally surprising that if you're having IVF and you have unexplained infertility, which is about 30 to 40% of the cases we treat, when we go to look what happens after their IVF cycle, which usually happens you know, in, in a 12 months plus time, they 
about 20 to 25 percent do fall pregnant spontaneously over the next 12 months. It's not totally surprising. <laughs> it's just that we probably didn't wait long enough in the first instance and luck wasn't with them. Can you donate sperm if you have a mental illness? <laughs> Actually, let's go through uh, sperm donation generally and what the, the criteria are. Looking at it from the recipient's point of view, the, the, the lady that's going to have sperm given to her donor uh, situation, what does she want? What she wants, number one, is a child that has a good chance of being normal. Normal includes congenital abnormalities, it includes genetic diseases, and increasingly we are learning that many situations of illness in adult, adults, both male and female, but in particular this group, obviously the male, have a genetic link. So what we want to do with donors is to exclude those genetic abnormalities or that could be handed down to the child. The first criteria that we look at with donor sperm is obviously it's got to be normal. There's got to be sperm there, so that's important. But in the donor, we go looking for genetic disease. These days, and we're recommending this virtually for all couples who are considering conceiving a child, is looking for genetic abnormalities that might occur. So there's a screening genetic prenatal genetic screening test, which looks at about between 500 and 700 mutations on the chromosomes that they may carry. They don't affect them, that individual as such, but if, they, if the donor or the male has the same genetic mutation, the combination of two of these abnormalities may produce an outcome which is, uh, may lead to mental retardation or some congenital abnormality and ultimately uh, uh, early demise. So we want to exclude those. So all donors get that screening. And don't forget that you can access all the previous episodes by going to our website www.theivfjourney.com and select IVF Journey Podcast from the navigation menu. Thank you for listening to The IVF Journey with Dr. Michael Chapman, the podcast which helps couples negotiate their way through the IVF journey all the way to parenthood. You can also ask questions by contacting Dr. Chapman's rooms on 1-800-111-483 or by emailing him michael.chapman at ivf.com.au. 